Warning, this episode contains content regarding sexual violence that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. What's up? You are now listening to Americanized, a storytelling podcast where you'll hear from eclectic first and second generation Americans share their stories and real-life experiences as children of immigrants. Welcome to 2022! I'm your host, Rosin Clariu, and I'm back with another episode. This is a new episode, a special Across Borders, featuring Moran, who is a woman living in Dublin, Ireland, from Israel. And she is the CEO and founder of the I Want Out project, which was inspired by her journey of rediscovering her true self 10 years after her history of prostitution. Her goal, her ultimate goal, is to help other women who were in similar situations as her exit prostitution and other aspects of the sex work industry. To find out more about Moran's I Want Out project, be sure to check out her Instagram, which will be linked in the episode notes. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm glad to meet you and to have this conversation. It sounds like it's going to be a really heavy topic, but I feel like because it's so heavy and that means it's so important to discuss and to share So I'm going to have you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do, where your passions lie, and who you are. All right. My name is Moran, and um, I live in Dublin currently, but originally I'm from Israel. And um, I'm the founder of I Want Out. I Want Out is um, a project that I'm working on in the past two years, almost, almost two years. Um, which I'm trying to reach out as many women as I can that in the trade industry, um, strippers, prostitutes that actually wants to get out and don't know where to start. My goal is to share my own experience, my strength and my hope that it is possible that prostitution is not normal and it should be eliminated from this world um, that we're currently, uh, you know, in t- almost 2022, and it's still, unfortunately, everywhere. Now I'm working on a few projects at the same time, and uh, I hope that we can discuss about um, some of them in this interview. And yeah, what else? I'm a mom. I have twins, boys, almost four years old. I also have a nine to five job. I work in a high tech company. Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's lovely. It sounds like the work you're doing is something you're really passionate about, something you can relate to. I wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. with the I Want Out, your project, how did you get started into it and why? Yeah, so I Want Out started at the beginning of the pandemic. I want to say, first of all, thank you for inviting me here. I know this is um, 
a huge opportunity uh, for me to get the, the message out there. So thank you for inviting me. Um, and actually it started from a personal crisis at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic. So I got to a point when I experienced some kind of, you know, I got to a rock bottom in my own life. My relationship didn't quite uh, worked out, my marriage. And um, I felt that I was in a really, really not a good place emotionally and spiritually. The kids were at home. I was working uh, full time from home. Um, I had a YouTube channel that was all about beauty and makeup because I'm also a professional makeup artist, although I don't work at it, but it was a passion. It, it, it is a passion of mine till today, but it was not quite, I felt that it was not quite right. I didn't feel that I was living the life that I'm supposed to live. And it was just not that, you know? And I started searching and I got to the world of uh, person, personal development and I took courses online and I was searching for my own meaning in life. Although I had, I had a good job and you know, like everything was like, okay, but everything was really not okay in, with me, myself. So, I took a course with uh, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. It's the key baby of uh, the knowledge and uh, the knowledge um, business blueprint. I don't know if you heard about it. Is a way to an understanding of what is it that I can offer the world as a human being who experienced so many, so much in, in my life. I experienced so much. But I didn't have like the proper education. I didn't go to college or university. So I didn't know like what is the service that I can give the world. And that's how my journey started. And it took me a while to, to accept the truth of me being an ex-prostitute of me exiting prostitution because I exit prostitution over a decade ago. Like I put this chapter behind me and, you know, I never talked about it. I never, you know, my job, my work, you know, my, my, my family, it was something that I put behind me. At the beginning, I, I started writing, you know, I started asking myself some big question um, about life, about um, my values, about who I am, what I want my life to be, what I want my kids to learn through me as a mom, but not just as a mom, as a woman, as a human being, what I want them to, what message I want them to get. So when I started going back and thinking about 
my old life, I was like, oh, really? Like, is that the message? And I had a lot of fears. I think one of the biggest fears were, was just that, you know, what will people think about me? You know, I, I, I was afraid of, to be, of being judged. But again, I did my journey of rediscover and rediscover my own strength. And I think in a way, in a deep spiritual way, rediscover who I really am not my, what my society think of me, not my, my, what my parents think of me, what I showed to the world, like who am I really within me, the true Moran. And I found out that I'm, I'm a very vulnerable person. I experienced a lot of trauma in my life but I was covering it up with a lot of, you know, uh, layers of protection that I thought was healthy. And it was all right till I got to that point when everything was not all right anymore. And then I started open myself up and opening my soul. And, um, and yeah, and through this course and through this um, big question that I asked myself, I realized that this is my message because this is my this is my um, truly deep knowledge that I gained from my own experience in life that I can actually help other women that were in those those places that I was that asked the question that I used to ask and I didn't have the answer but that now I have the answer the answers to the, those questions so that's how it started you know just from a really really authentic deepest place of revealing the truth about myself right rediscovering yourself through these courses and asking yourself these big questions and really finding like who you are deep inside and despite what society thinks of you your parents think of you and so on this journey to rediscovering yourself what were some some of the challenges you came across insecurities i'm not strong enough i'm not smart enough I don't have the connection. I don't have the finance. I don't know where to start. I never, I never spoken in public about this topic. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about this topic in a very, very small, very specific groups. Like I didn't go out and spoke about it in social media, in uh, you know interviews. Because when I 
um, when I came out, when I exit, it was 2011. And uh, I think two years after that, that I was clean, I was also using drugs and alcohol. And when I was clean for two years out of prostitution, out of strip clubs, out of this lifestyle, I was an international speaker. I gave, uh, I was talking about uh, drugs and alcohol and trauma. And in a very, very specific small groups, I talked about prostitution, but I didn't, I didn't talk about it publicly. So today, my uh, first goal as a speaker, my message is not just, you know, a regular one. My message is kind of sensitive, it's kind of a, a personal. Um, a lot of the time, if not 99% of the time, those women don't want to show, to show their faces. They don't want to expose themselves. So... What I'm trying to do now is, um, and I will talk about it later on in the interview, about the ways that I'm trying to reach to those women and how I'm trying to get them to, to a safe ground that they can actually get all the information without, without sharing their names, their face, and nothing. So they will feel comfortable mm -hmm. just to say, I need this information and I will get her that information. And I convert, I want out to uh, some other name and took the word prostitution out and tried to make something more spiritual and more generic, but it was not it mm -hmm. because I felt that I was not talking about You know, I was not 100% talking about the problem. I was just walking around it. And then, you know, that was the journey of getting to a place of saying, yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is who I am. It's part of my past. And you know what? I'm not ashamed of my past anymore. And you're not, you're not defined by your past. And so I believe there's a lot of strength in digging into that past and using it to help others and to help your own like self-growth journey because of how sensitive the topic is and the stigma around it as well. So at that point, when you started I Want Out, and what was the thing that pushed you to seek help or to take these courses and to really want to have that change? Because a lot of the time, when we do feel like we want to do something different with our lives, but we're bogged down by everything else we have going on. Like there's always something that really pushes us to do the thing. So I'm wondering what, what thing pushed you? What was your ultimate motivation? That's a, that's a very good question. That inner search to get to inner freedom, that was my motivation mm -hmm. because It was not enough for me. It was not enough. I needed some, I needed some meaning. I needed to do something that is meaningful and not necessarily something big. 
it's just something that will that I feel that I'm actually doing from the bottom of my soul and heart, something that I can get excited and 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 talk freely and being, you know, being comfortable because I know what those women are going through, you know. Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking about something that is so meaningful and it's so, sometimes it's life or death. I know it was for me many times. So for me, it's just, it gave me that, okay, that's not just another idea that I have because I had many ideas, you know, through the years and I'm, I'm good at many things. But it was not that. I felt that it didn't fulfill me like I I wanted to be fulfilled. Right. Mm-hmm. Just feeling empty inside and really seeking that freedom. Just because you had this past of prostitution and drugs, alcohol. And do you feel that you never really healed from it, even though it was like 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely yes, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, yes, it's definitely something that I um, learned to live with. Like it's it's not something that goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and if we will, if I can give you an example so you can actually understand uh, what I really mean is that that sometimes evil smells get me triggered. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not really going anywhere, but I learned how to live beside it. One of the things that I'm still working on is, is staying connected to, to the truth, to the truth of who I am. This is something that I work every day, every day, every day. I connect to myself again and again because it's very easy for me. As a stripper, I used to, for many years, I was wearing this figure, this woman um, that I wanted to present. It was like a character. Mm-hmm. So this character was so, it was me in a way. It was me. I felt that this is the real me because I was 10 years wearing the same thing the heels, the makeup, the language, the movement, the everything. So in a way, I think one of the biggest challenges that I'm having till today is to stay connected to me. Because it's automatics a lot of the time, you know, uh, when you're changing who you are, when you're changing and it's very drastic change I had to let go of so many I had to let go of everything and find myself again yeah it sounds like continuously being honest with yourself and who you are and remembering who you are I'm curious about how do you tackle staying connected like what are your methods or what do you do how do you stay connected with your true self I live through I don't know if you heard about the 12 steps program so this is a, a spiritual program, a 
spiritual program who connects you to your true self mm-hmm. that actually um it's a it's again it's a lifetime it's not something that i do and then i put it aside it's something that i do all the time so this is something that i live my life through the 12 steps program okay how did you get into it through addiction when when i started my journey and i exited prostitution i found that one of you know one of the many things that i had to let go of is the drugs and the alcohol and i didn't know how to do it because that was a very main thing in my life mm-hmm. it was it was a very you know this is what i woke up to and this is how i went to bed so learning to live my life without it um brought me to the 12 steps if you're comfortable with me asking how you got into the industry and how long you were in it for so i was there um i started when i was 17 and um i was there for almost 11 years so i went out i exited in 2011 mm-hmm. and so did this start when you were in israel before it started it started um i was in japan okay at that time i didn't plan to get out i was in japan in 2011 it was uh, march 2011 and i was there and about 48 hours after i landed in tokyo it was a huge earthquake the fourth largest earthquake in the history of the world wow um, i don't know if you remember but uh, it was uh, in fukushima with all the radiation and and i was there i was there so it was very symbolic to me because i felt like my world is shaking beneath my feet right literally literally mm-hmm. and it didn't stop you know it didn't stop me at that moment um i was determined to keep working i was working there as a stripper and uh, at, at least i tried i i didn't really, it was not successful at the end i couldn't my body couldn't dance anymore i was very broken spiritually and i tried everything and i got to a rock bottom after two weeks from the earthquake two weeks after i got to my rock bottom and i got to a point when i just didn't know what to do I I couldn't I couldn't go on. I couldn't dance, which means I couldn't make money, which means I couldn't stay in Japan, which means I had to go back to Israel, which means one of the biggest thing that I felt is shame. Not shame of being a stripper. Mm-hmm. I was ashamed to go back because I didn't succeed to do what I wanted to do. My my ego was so big that 
I was willing to do anything to do it my way. But my body, my mind, my soul, they forced me to stop. So I stopped. Wow. And that's how I started my recovery journey. Till today. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a very really strong story and how you, you had to stop. I don't know if you were at a place mentally that either you wanted to, but it's more so like your body just said, we're done. Like you had to stop. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I was good at. I used to make a lot of money. People really knew me. You know, I was kind of a uh, unknown uh, persona and people look up to me. I was, I was that queen of the club, you know? Mm -hmm. I got everything that I wanted. I didn't have to, you know, ask from no one nothing. I didn't even pay for drugs. I didn't pay for alcohol. I had this life that I thought, oh my God, if I'm not this, who am I? So this is this is what really shaped your identity at the time, because that, that was all you knew. Exactly. That was who I am, who I was. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. I felt that I am Moran, I'm a stripper, I'm a prostitute. I have, you know, it always sounds funny to me when I'm saying that I was that that unreachable star, which is so silly to say because people actually paid to get me. Right. So unreachable, it's like the the, the denial, the denial was so big. I couldn't see something else. It was not even an option. And that's why it's so important to say, this is a very important point. That's why, you know, a lot of the time people think that maybe not for prostitution, let's say um, uh, strippers, that they choose this, that they want this, mm -hmm. that they can get out, whatever. They make a lot of money, that they nobody touched them. And I want, I want that you and your audience will understand something very, very important. I didn't have a choice. I went in to this industry and I couldn't get out. I didn't want to be in. I didn't want to. I didn't feel that I had a choice. And if you don't have a choice, it's not really your choice, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't have a choice. And that's how I felt. I felt that I don't have a choice. I have to do it. And that's something that a lot of people cannot really understand, that they think that those women choose to do it. They don't choose to do it. They don't want to do it. Like everything from the outside might look like they want to do it. I know in my case, I was, that was my 
job and I was very good at my job. So from the outside, nobody can know mm -hmm. what's going on. It's a, a persona that you put on to show that you you want, like this is what you want, but deep down inside. Oh, definitely. I was in control. I was, mm -hmm. the, I, you know, I was the boss. I made my own money. And um, uh, the, the fantasy that I sold was perfect, flawless. Right. I wanted to dig a little deeper into the topic of identity and looking at who you were before getting into the industry. If, if that's, that's very, very super important uh, right. because that was like a path to the industry. Mm. Kind of like it was also something that wasn't really my choice. Life brought me there, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so I come from from um, um, a very complicated family situation. So my parents divorced when I was um, six months old. So I was growing. I grew with my mom and my brother. Grow with my dad. We were separated, mm -hmm. and um, and then my mom met another guy. She got married, and they raised me together till I was fourteen. That house, that home, that and I'm not talking about my dad, my uh, my mom. My mom is amazing, but this environment was a scary one, unpredictable one. Uh, violent one, obsessive one. I like I, I they they were protecting protecting me. Like I didn't know what's that the world exists. I went in that kind of bubble, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I come from a small country, from a small uh, city in in Israel, and um, at the age of fourteen, I escaped. I ran away from home because I felt that I'm trapped and my soul wanted freedom. So I escaped, I ran away, I escaped from home and, and that was the first time I experienced freedom. I discovered who I am and I was I was the daughter of God. I, I was love. I was acceptance. I was... I experienced some, something that it was very, very spiritual and it's very hard to describe in words. Mm -hmm. um, physically, I was um, in... Elat, this is the south of Israel, um, very beautiful bay. And uh, I was sleeping at the beach because I didn't have money. I was 14 years old. And for a few days, I was just the guest of nature, guest of the sea. 
the guest of the people who come and go. I was me. I wasn't scared. I was one with life. And, and then I, because I experienced such a powerful spiritual experience, I, I changed. I was not that little girl anymore. Mm-hmm. At the age of 14, I discovered the world. And I wanted more. And uh, when eventually, after a few days, they uh, brought me back home, of course. Um, and, uh, and then I decided that I'm not going to stay home. And I'm, I went to a boarding school. And um, a very important thing that I will mention is that I was sexually abused for many years in this family. Um, from someone from the family. And again, till I was uh, 14. So two years later, I was in Tel Aviv with my mom. She got divorced. And uh, I started drinking and smoking and going out and discovering the nightlife. And at the age of 17, I knew that I need to experience love at all times. I got addicted to it. Mm-hmm. I, needed the, I needed people to show me physically, emotionally, that I'm worthy, that I'm loved. Right. And of course, I needed money. That's how it started for me. So ever since you were younger, you've always been seeking that freedom. And even more so, as you got older, it turned into seeking the love and affection, like a distorted way. Not real love, but that's how it was expressed. Yeah, definitely. So I was willing to do anything to get because listen I was abandoned as a as a as a girl my father didn't want me the father that what came after I was afraid of him um he was very obsessive obsessive very unpredictable my my body wasn't mine anymore because I was sexually abused for, abused for so many years so for me being a stripper or being a prostitute it was not unfamiliar territory I was my body was used to being touched so like I didn't felt that uh it was a big of a deal at that time mm-hmm. so being a stripper just makes sense and then being a prostitute just makes sense because my my body is not really mine anymore like why I won't use it and get money and get you know the love of the affection and to get that you know, oh, I missed that a word. Like when you get that confirmation from society that yes, you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right, it validates that was something. Mm-hmm. The validation, yes, right. validation. That's the word that I was looking for. That validation that I matter. Right. 
do you find that most women that you've worked with who are also in the industry um, who are trying to exit it? I don't know if you look into their background, but do you find that the story is similar throughout? There are some stories that are similar to mine, but not all of them. You know, we all have our own journey. Mm-hmm. and uh, But the pattern, the pattern is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time, a stripper and a prostitute will come from a broken family. Right. A stripper and a prostitute will come from sexual abuse background. Most of the time, it will come with um, uh, addiction, tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the time, it will come from daddy issues. Right. Most of the time. Not all of the time, but most of the time. Let's talk more about the I Want Out project and how you reach women and what the work is and what the process is with I Want Out. Yes, thank you. Um, okay, so first of all, it's really important for me to, to, to say that um, I'm very available in social media. You can find me, of course, through Instagram and Facebook and um um, YouTube is, I'm going to be available on YouTube soon. Um, I opened, um, a channel, I want our channel. And, um, my plan is to upload some, you know, information for, you know, just for the, the, um, the, be- the, the beginning of understanding this process of, exiting and not too much heavy you know keep it very um informative and uh um just basic guidelines or you know guides and tools and tricks of how i did it and how can i you know help those women who don't want to contact and actually can see it on youtube Mm -hmm. but that will be in the future um and um, I'm also hosting a room in Clubhouse. And Clubhouse, it's an amazing platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me there. I'm, I'm speaking um, almost every week, um, unless I have, uh, you know, uh, issues with my kids, if they're sick or something, and I can't. So I, uh, but yeah, every week I'm there and I'm talking. Um, the, the room is open for an hour sometimes hour and a half. And you can get, of course, the information uh, over there too. With I talk about um, what does it really mean, exiting prostitution? Um, what was uh, the hardest things that I have to overcome? Uh, what did I do? Um, how is it really working? Uh, um, like the, to, to exit and how to prepare yourself and all kinds of things that can benefit um, someone who wants to get out. Mm-hmm. So, except from that, um, I am writing my book. And I started a year ago, and I really hope that in 
I, I put um, a deadline for myself and I really hope to keep it, which yeah. means that my son's birthday, uh, they're going to turn four at, um, at uh, February, this, you know, the, the, the February 2022. So I really hope to finish by then. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, so that'll be something that will uh, hopefully would be on Amazon so nobody should you know come to a store and get that look from you know from the um from the the, the, the cashier pay, you know? yeah. yeah so something that you can order in private that you can uh, keep your anonymity and um it's a very uh, this book you know it, I feel like sometimes I can go insane this is so hard um i never thought it's going to be so hard because i'm a speaker i like i thought it it kind of take me less time but yeah i wanted to i wanted it to be more not like my story of my life nobody cares there is a millions of story like me it's just more of um like a guide if you want out Take my book, mm-hmm. get all the tools, all the information of what you need, how to prepare, what do you need to, the question you need to answer, the um, inventory you need to do, um, and and yeah, and th- that that is something that I'm very very excited about. Um, what else? Yeah, also. Um, um now I'm building almost finished almost finished it all, it all takes time you know for sure um an, an online course that um you can they can buy through Udemy um and actually see me in a video me explaining through models actually sharing a little bit of my own experience and going into a little bit uh deeper uh, connection and um um, and that is a way for me to also, you know, contribute to the world by uh, getting it out there for, I don't know, maybe 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. I think it's something um, that prostitution is not going to go anywhere, unfortunately, not in 10 years and also not um, strip clubs. So this is something that I just wanted. I wanted to be out there. For someone who wants to just get it and um, start this journey and get some hope that it is possible from someone like me who did it. Right. Um, that is so, very amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff. Um, Clubhouse is a great source, too. It's a great place to connect with people. And I love how you're protecting the identities of these women for them to not feel... Like that's yes. really empowering confidence and knowing yes. that your identity is protected to seek this hope. So. Yes, definitely. Because I really, I really believe that a huge part of the beginning of exiting is a huge denial. Mm-hmm. Like the soul knows, the heart knows, the body knows, but the mind is giving you a fight. It doesn't want to let go. It's wonderful what you're doing, and I applaud you for it. It's a lot of work, for sure, and 
so much power in you and strength. I can see it just like wanting to help these women and share your story. Yeah, it's, it's really touching. Thank you. Of course. I will say that share this so it will get to more people. So the message can go to more women. This is the smallest thing that people can do is just click on the share sure. and share this message and support and um you know supporting with a click that's the easiest thing that mm-hmm. you can do for such a big important goal and also who uh, i invite if I, I if i may um if you want to invite me to um as a speaker to share my story you're more than welcome to contact me i'm sure that uh, you will get you know um my information and how to contact me yeah for sure I'm very 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 available uh, to 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 chat even to chat you know mm-hmm. thank you so much thank you so much it was lovely talking to you do you have any final messages for the listeners the final message uh, i would just say that sometimes it, it 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 seems impossible i know it was impossible for me in many situations that i wanted out but i just want to say that even though it looks impossible i can assure you 100% that it is possible that it is possible that to take that leap of faith in something that it's your future and your well-being is something that I can really, really understand how hard, hard it is to do. But just one step of saying hi or saying, I want out and I don't know how, it begins that journey of just getting that information. You just, I want to say also that you don't have to make a decision to get out. You can gather the information, see where you're at, get the bigger picture, get prepared. And when you're ready, you can do it. Nobody is forcing. There is no pressure at all. And um, it's all in your own pace, your rhythm. That's wonderful. I'm really excited for you and for your work and seeing how everything will come together and play out. It's just so important. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for... I appreciate you for what you're doing. It's so, so huge. Yeah. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure talking with you and getting to know more about you and what you do. And I really hope this reaches everywhere because of how important me it is. Too. Me yeah. too. And you helped me a lot by inviting me. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share this message. Absolutely. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Catch you in the next episode. All original music is produced by Stubborn Soul. Be sure to catch him on all music listening platforms. He does have new music out, so you do not want to miss it.